Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to episode two of Gravitation. Ah, I can't believe we got to episode two, guys. We made it. Yes. This is a milestone. Guys, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and listened to my first episode. It was amazing. Your response has blown me away. I am humbled. I was brought to tears with some of your comments. I brought a great big smile to my face. Some of them, some of them made me laugh. They're brilliant, really brilliant. Thank you so much. You you mean the world to me. Thank you. And yeah, onwards and upwards. Today's episode is with the fantastic Miss Savannah Fox. We go into some great, great stories. She's a very interesting girl. I've known her for a long time. We have got ourselves into some right mischief and I hope you uh, enjoy our antics. <laughs> I must apologize, at a couple of occasions, um, I go a little bit quiet, she goes a little bit quiet, it's all a few teething problems I still have, um, sorry, I'm still learning, I try my best, I, I will get better, I swear, so big sorry for that if that irritates you, but yeah, let's crack on. This is my first episode I'm releasing on Acast which is really exciting for me. This is an amazing platform for podcasts because as you guys are listening, you'll see little links pop up so you can get really, really into the things we're talking about, get right in there. 
So if I mention a specific person or um, something that I do for work, you can click that link and you can find out even more about it. It's super cool, super exciting, super useful, and I'm so stoked for it. So a big thank you to Mr. Scroobius Pip for setting me up with this amazing company, Acast. And thank you, Acast, for having me. Everybody say thank you, Acast. Thank you, Acast. And I'm super excited to have you guys here. Damn, I can't believe it. I am so hyped for you guys to hear this. A few shameless plugs before we begin. You can find me online, Instagram and Twitter, at Cats and Crows. That is K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Uh, you can find my club night that I've just relaunched, Disgrace with Suicide Girls, online, if you want to come and party with me. And first and foremost, I am a glamour model, so if you want to see me naked, you can sign up to my Patreon. You get to support my work, and you get to have some super fun, exclusive photo sets just for you. That is patreon.com forward slash Rebecca Crow UK. Awesome. So, boys and girls, thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for being overall badass. I always welcome your feedback. Please, please, please comment, send me messages, send me tweets, send me comments, send me anything. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know how I'm doing. This is only my second episode. So thank you so much for being so tolerant and being so supportive. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guests for episode two of Crovisation. When I was growing up, all my role models were met. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Crovisation. So, guys, episode two, yeah. Um, my guest today is the fantastic Savannah Fox. Woo! Hi, everyone. <laughs> Savannah is um, one of my oldest friends in the industry, guys. She and I met on a photo shoot. Mm, how many years ago now? Oh, my God. I, can't, I don't even know. Maybe six, seven years? Maybe even longer than that. It must be something around the time. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, it's a very, long very time. Long, really time. long time. <laughs> Ugh, fucking hell. Um, so we met on a photo shoot for a clothing brand. And, yeah, you guys know the rest. The rest is history. Or if you don't, we're going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> So Savannah is um, a model, as you know, an old model. She's been on the cover of how many tattoo magazines? I think it's around 40 or so, maybe 50, in between there. A lot of tattoo magazines. <laughs> and she's also a performer in the Fire Group We're In, Pyrohex. Um, she also performs independently all over the world. Um, and she's recently branched into the world of tattooing. How's that going? Ooh, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It really is. Like, skin is one of the most unforgiving art forms there is to, like, draw, well, draw and tattoo on. So it's just, yeah, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Jesus. You are <laughs> a brave lady. I mean, I guess what I'm doing here is pretty scary too, but yeah. actually permanently inking someone's skin. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you fuck up, that's on them for life. So that your fuck up is on that person for life. Like, that's 
scary as hell. Like, oh God. <laughs> wow. Well, so Savannah, I wanted to bring you on because obviously people see us together a lot, but I feel like there's not so much in the world kind of telling our story of our friendship. Definitely. So let's tell the story of your life and then we'll slip into where we met and we'll take it on from there. Okay. So you said to me before that you started tattooing before you were modeling, right? Yeah, I've uh, I've actually been doing, like, oh God, doing tattoos really uh, since I was 16 years old. I think I only did about eight tattoos back then because I only did my apprenticeship for about two years. Because um, yes, I was 16 years old, um, so I wasn't actually legal to even have a tattoo at that stage. Yikes. But I did have a tattoo. Um, I was really naughty and told them I was 18 years old at another studio and totally got my first tattoo there. <laughs> Oops, don't do that, guys. It's not good. Um, but yeah, so I started my tattoo apprenticeship. Always knew I was going to be covered head to toe in tattoos. And yeah, I was just like, hell yeah, let's let's do this. Um, but I have to honestly say, this was a good 10 years ago. And the world back then was not the world it is today. Um, oh my God, it, completely. Completely. Any girl that had tattoos, it, it was kind of frowned upon. Like there was one girl in my town that had tattoos, um, but she was definitely a very like different individual, angry at the world kind of sort of thing. Oh, so a lot of people kind of looked at her. I don't even know if she came out of jail or something. I don't know. But people just looked at her and was like, oh, you know, whatever with her but then they wouldn't imagine i had i was like small blonde haired little girl that just came out of school and they were just like what the fuck like what are you doing here um but yeah so they just basically took advantage of me and for about two years i was their shop bitch basically and just like kind of cleaned up the place gave them money to help the studio go on and they just kind of really used me for about two years and um at the end of it i was like you know what fuck this, I am done. And I literally walked out of that shop with all my artwork and just threw all my stuff away and was just like, fuck this. I'm not having anyone treat me like this. I'm going to just be a model because being in a tattoo studio, you'd see all the magazines and I'd see all these girls on on these covers. And I was like, you know what? I want to be these girls instead. Like maybe I'll come back to this later on in life. But right now, fuck this. This is not the world I want to be in. It was very, very man world Mm. really back then. So it was, it was, yeah, it was difficult. And, um, only up to uh, like three years ago, I met Megan Massacre and uh, she told me her story and it was very similar to mine. Um, the only difference is, is that she carried on going. She kept strong and uh, she's now one of the most famous tattoo artists, I think, in the world and incredible person. So I, I look up to that a lot. Uh, I do regret the fact that I didn't carry on going because I would have been like 10 years into tattooing right now. I don't know where I would have been, but picked it up. I'm now about two years into my apprenticeship and I'm loving every moment, but it is goddamn scary. I'm not going to lie. Do you still find it's quite a man heavy world? I think that goes without saying. Actually, no, because they even have tattoo conventions where it's just woman based. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's actually in France. I think it's called Girl Inc. But um, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's one in America or not. um, But yeah, they've definitely made it more kind of women-based as well because well not women-based but like more women in this industry because actually some of the best tattoo artists in the world are women now so it's really amazing to see like how far we've come you know and that you know it used to be known as a man's world and now it's like you know anyone and everyone really and I, I love it and I love the fact that I'm still part of this world but the only thing is there are still some people that are still jaded and they still think it's a man's world and I have had some pretty horrible shit like sent to me about me being a woman and being a tattoo artist yeah i can imagine well let's dive into the story of how you got into modeling and then we'll slowly get back into 
where you are now with your yeah. tattooing because you're doing so fucking well. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks, babe. It's amazing. <laughs> Even though I miss you. Oh, no, uh, I miss you too. I've got to tattoo you sometime. You do need to like, tattoo me. We need to do it. We'll figure something out. Maybe yeah, we'll, we'll let a poll. Yes. Let you guys decide what, um, what I'm going to get inked on me from Savannah. And where? <laughs> no, absolutely not where. Why? <laughs> <laughs> on the butt. <laughs> this is dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. No. Okay. So. So, yeah, modeling. You left the tattoo studio. Mm-hmm. And you decided you wanted to be one of these models on the front cover of a tattoo magazine. What was the first magazine you were on? Um, Total Tattoo. And actually, I just had my arm tattooed, my left sleeve, my black and gray one. That's all piratey. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know how I got that. I think the photographer actually contacted me because I started modeling as well around the time of the, you know, me leaving the tattoo shop because... It wasn't only just that, but I was also bullied in school for, you know, being different. Mm. Um, they obviously classed me as being ugly because they weren't used to being people being different. Um, so definitely it was one of those things that was quite sad. You know, people laughed at me. And I even remember in one of my science classes, I said to people, I'm going to be a model. I really want to do this. And they all laughed at me and they were just oh like, oh, you know, oh, Savannah being a model, oh, all this and just made fun of me. And uh, you know what? I just was like fuck them i went and i actually paid for my first photo shoot i remember it being 90 pounds and i got five edits and they were printed and yeah i did my first photo shoot and i fucking loved it came out really good that's awesome yeah i only had my swallows on my hips but i got them out in the photos and it was really cool i actually did a um implied nude for my first ever shot as well but it was only my top half (laughs) yeah i did the whole classic like belt over my shoulders and just going over my nipples i was obviously really fucking scared but it it was a girl photographer so i was a lot more open to it and that's awesome and you came out of that photo shoot feeling how yeah oh my god it felt fucking amazing and posting online i just hoped that all those people that used to bully me in school would see the images and that was kind of like you know it it drove me that all these people that used to be horrible to me it it gave me that energy and that drive to be like all right i'm gonna do all these amazing photos i'm gonna post them online and hope they all see it and go oh fuck we fucked up like that girl was actually that's you know beautiful and that you know we were horrible people and i hope they still think that now but i don't know it's been a long time since school <laughs> i like to think the girls hopefully have grown out of that like bullshit i don't think so I mean, people don't really change that much unfortunately some girls can't shake off the, uh, no, the they, live in school. That's they do I mean. like, even even though they've left school they're still in that school state of mind but that's what like, we're here to change aren't we yes yes we're here to try and you know help them help them we yeah, want to help them i think that's one reason why both me and you model is to like inspire women to like be friends instead of being enemies i mean god both me and you actually do so much in this industry and fuck yeah um if i can't do a job then i always pass it on to you and i'm like hey you know i can't host the show but hey there's my friend becca and i pass it on to you because like we should stick by each other we are definitely a good family definitely i like that I, a lot of girls i feel especially in the industry in previous days they wouldn't have like pass it on to other girls it would have been just very closed about all their jobs and where they get their even where they get their shit done their photo shoots their photographers they wouldn't recommend anybody but now i feel like the industry's become a, a much more friendly place mm, you think definitely. especially in the years that you've been in it yeah definitely I've, I've definitely like you know uh learned the good from the bad there are some people that i'm like oh they're like the little bad handful right there and you've got to keep them at arm's length but you know at the same time like there's all these other amazing people and it's actually funny sometimes when I meet them, you know, in real life, but I'd been seeing them online and that, 
and we do, we just act like best friends straight away and i'm like That's hang awesome. on this is the first time we've met but we've like been us. talking online for ages yeah Yay. but it's just like ah oh, you know we were instant sisters as soon as we met each other like instantly instantly well it helped to the fact that we're both redheads as well yes i was like oh redheads and tattooed fuck yeah fuck yes. let's be best friends so our meeting <laughs> yes we were redheads it was a long time ago now love years ago now <laughs> Honestly, it was love at first sight. I still find the photos sometimes from their shoot. Do you ever oh see God. them? Yes, I do. And it's I just... look like a baby. Oh, you really do. <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. I love it. I just, oh my God. When we're full red hair, I just, we look so different We now. both had red hair. Yeah. That, was, that was crazy. I, I've been through a lot of fucking hair colors since then. I, I think I was the one that changed your hair from red to purple. Actually. Yeah, I you bleached that. me. You yeah. bleached my hair. I didn't want you to do it. Oh. I remember being like, you are my sister. Don't I do it. I remember this. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's amazing. Good times. Yeah. Is that when you lived with me? Yeah. yeah, we lived together for a little while. Yeah, that was super God, fun. That was a trip. That was so <laughs> fun. She has a, a one of those hairless cats, and you do, and you have a crazy dog. Oh, and I had a crazy dog, and they hated <laughs> each other, and we tried tried to make them best friends, but I mean, they're okay after a while. It was it was war. It was war for a while, but it was so funny. I loved that house. It was like the crazy house. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was we had so some fun times. We had amazing. That was times. right near where we met, actually. So we met yeah. at Ali Pali, doing a photo shoot for a clothing brand. Yeah and we were immediately best friends i think i straight away went back to your house and we were just talking yeah, and then I had, we were um, just friends ever since yeah i had that hula hoop yeah. remember fire hula hoop and you said you yes. wanted to learn how to do that and i yes. said that was the only thing i could do we spoke about that yeah and you were like well i'm going to teach you some angle grinding so i got my hula hoop gave it to her the next day and she taught me how to do angle grinding on top of a roof <laughs> in london and i was oh like oh my goodness i forgot yeah, about that you taught me how to do it on the fucking roof so yeah, I angle ground on the roof of my very first house in London yeah. and taught Savannah. And that's kind of how we started working together in Pyrohex, right? Yeah. So we exchanged skills with fire. Mm-hmm. I taught Savannah how to do some fire breathing and some fan tricks. Eating, that was the Fire one. eating. Stop being a pussy. And I was like, dude, I don't want to put fire in my mouth. This don't is Don't be scary. a pussy, But no, it bitch. was actually completely fine. You just have to just realize it's really not that crazy hot if you like, I mean, as long as you're quick with it and you just got to learn to breathe properly, but... Yeah, no, it's really not as scary as you think it is. It's really not. No, I and uh, we've been doing it for how many years now? Oh, I think Pyrohex has been going on like four years now. Four years? Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. been to some crazy we places, huh? We didn't even huh? think it would be anything. No. Like, literally, do we just, we were like, hey, you know, let's just go do a club night, get some of our good friends who know how to fire, you know, do fire performing. And we just went on stage and when we were like, holy shit, this could be something, we then was like, all right. What what should we call ourselves? And Shelley came up with the name Pryorhex and Shelley. Yeah. Shelley. She was, we were all there being like, we don't want the we just don't want it to be generic. And something girls. Yeah. A lot of faggots are something girls or dolls. Something which dolls is fine and, if that's yeah. what you want to do. But, but it was just we wanted to we yeah, and we girls. had a boy in the group yeah, as well. We had, boy, we had Sununu. Even though when he wears makeup he looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, We've had him in drag a few times. Oh, he looks in mate. Cindy, is that his name when he's Cindy. In drag? I love it. Oh. But um There is yeah, a photo I'll dig that like, out. We didn't know what to call ourselves and Shelly came up with a name with Prohex and we were like, Fuck yeah, let's do this and we would went And on we've grown. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started yeah. off with just me, you, Shelly, Sununu. And we had another member. Lorna. Yeah, Lorna. Yeah, yeah, Lorna's Lorna. unfortunately not with us anymore. But yeah, we yeah, did she some shows. So she, she actually quite quickly had to say that she couldn't be part of the group because she just had too much work she going was on. A babe, and she was outside London. So we definitely realized very soon that, you know, uh, we needed people that were more in London. And actually, it was when you were on your first... Um, Black Up so Bless yeah. yeah. That we, Becca was away for about three months, and we were like, "Shit, what are we gonna do? We have shows, and we need another person." And that's oh god, who had who who knew Gem? Was it Sununu? I think it must have been Sununu. I think it was I have Sununu. Never met her before. Yeah, but no, uh, Nunu was just like, "Oh, 
Uh, I know this girl called Gem D. She's really cool and she does aerial as well. And yeah, he, um, she, you know, she came and did a show with us and we all just fell in love with her. Gem is just Gem. That's, she when, has some uh, fun characteristics. Oh my God, I her love her. Her personality is very unique. Yes, <laughs> yes. And don't go, don't be in a car with Gem when she's in a car park. Oh my <laughs> She, she's so she terrified. Can't get she can't get out of car Something parks. It's hilarious. Car you need some good skills. popcorn if you're in the car with her because it's hilarious <laughs> to watch. I love her though. Like that's the best part about her. She's, she's amazing. Wow. <laughs> she's she's very skilled as well. She does aerial. Yeah. Um, in our group, we all do Feisty. fire. Mm. um but Sonia, you started learning doing aerial too yeah not How's too long ago oh god um i started off with aerial hoop and aerial hooping is really fun um my skin obviously had to get used to it it's like pole dancing Ouch. you get all the bruises oh you get god, all I remember, oh I started god pole and the inside of my oh, thighs yeah. just turned completely oh. black well, aerial hoop is uh, behind your knee. Yeah. I call it, what, knee pit? Um, knee but that pit. Area, knee pit. <laughs> um, and definitely your hands, like you get the T-Rex hands and you're just like, oh, it really hurts. You're making yeah. it sound really sexy. Oh, T-Rex hands are so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you get that. But um, I've been doing that the longest, but I've picked up um, aerial hammock in the last year. Um, I will have a new show next year. Um, I think I'm going to theme it cowgirl, I think, because I feel really awesome. like drawn to that. I've had a few people this year that I've you seen that done cowgirl. cowgirl. Whenever I see you, you're wearing cowgirl, cowgirl, cowgirl boots. boots. Oh my God, hat. I've been wearing cowgirl boots for four years and I've met two people this year who do a cowgirl burlesque act. And I wow. was like, oh my God, I was like, I feel so like inspired by you girls. So I'm going to be speaking to them soon about, you know, whether they would mind me doing it. I still feel like even though there's loads of people that do stuff like that, I still mm-hmm. want to just, they're my friends. So I'm always going to be like, hey, by the way, girls. you know, like, yeah, you know. I like that. So hopefully I'll be doing a hammock uh, cowgirl act next year. Um, and yeah, that should be fun. But the latest thing I've picked up is aerial chains. Oh, Whoa. that sounds a bit badass. Sexual. That also sounds really painful. It's, oh my God, it's the Jesus worst. Christ. It hurts so much. I'm not going to lie. It really does. Um, I bruised my organs on the inside when I didn't wear no. a corset once. Yeah, because I wear a corset now just kind of like help it like take some of the string because I do a lot of back bends on it. But yeah, um, when I didn't, I did it for about three weeks and uh, my husband like touched my sides and I was like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. And yeah, I'd bruised the inside of my, you know, my organs and oh, that. Shit. Yeah, that hurt. So I had to have like a week or two out, um, but I'm back on it now. And, uh, you know, I'm really loving it. I'm just learning a bit more about it. And it, it's it's hard because like hammock and, um, you know, aerial hoop, you can be doing it for like two, three hours and you're completely fine. Uh, I feel like with the chains, I go through my routine twice and I'm done. Wow. It's very painful. Yeah, Pinching I bet. And painful. It, does it, do the chains like pinch your skin yeah. when they move? Pinch your skin. I've seen some people do chains and they're like basically naked. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? Like seriously. But Maybe I, their skin just gets used to it. I, I think so. Those people Whoa. I've been seeing, they've been doing it for years. So I'm still in the first couple of months of me doing chains. So yeah, quite possibly I'll get used to it. But um, I'm definitely training more. I mean, really enjoying it. I'm still learning about them and what feels comfortable on what is safe to do um but yeah i love it i really do that's fucking cool any advice for any girls or boys even that want to like get into like aerial i want to do it again desperately but i find it i find you've got to really like get into it you've got to train several times a week right yeah like you um god sasha actually told me she she actually does pole dancing every single day and she said if she takes one day off it like pushes her back and i sasha is um, an amazing girl by the way that does pole dancing and aerial if you want to check her up she's sasha flexi yes so her name instagram if you look at her instagram she's a phenomenal performer so disciplined so amazing it it, like she there's no such thing as gravity to her like you know she's just 
oh god i don't know she's just incredible watching her perform it's just oh god i love that girl i like bow down to her every time I um, know. she's so good she does impossible things with her body she's yeah. so hot yeah and it's like how the fuck do you do that and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like maybe i can pull up do one pull up no i can't do fuck all i can't do a single pull up i try no. and go to the gym and i'm like okay guys i'm gonna do a press up today yeah, i can't nope. do a fucking press fuck up that. no seriously but no honestly from pretty much what she advised me is train as much as you can i mean yeah. i have i have my off days because sometimes with the chains obviously i do hurt my skin a lot so i like to have a little bit of time off um but i only ever keep it one or two days but i do try to at least have one day on one day off one day on one day off but as well i'm a very busy person as well like i aerial isn't just my one main thing i do like four things so it's very hard for me to like concentrate on that one area um but if you can definitely you will succeed more um i'm definitely in the third year i think of doing aerial and if i'd been doing it every single day i'd be fucking sick but i'm not so i definitely took a step back yeah it's hard and i really wish i was a bit more committed to it but it's just then i need to pull back from something else and i want to do everything I'm so course. impatient. I want to do everything. <laughs> you are a lady of many skills. Yeah. You yep. really do. I get too bored easily. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I feel you. Yeah, definitely. I've, I love that this area, it sounds so fucking tough on your body. General misconceptions about girls is, well, was perhaps in the past, not so much anymore. So we're like delicate flowers. Mm, yeah. But that, that sounds fucking brutal, man. No, it's like when we have the power tools, when we do any angle grinding, there's a sense of like, you know, power for us so as, empowered. you know, like, oh yeah, look how I'm badass woman with this angle grinder to my crotch. And obviously <laughs> there are some men that look at us and go, oh, that's so dangerous. But we're just like, fuck that. We're that's like, we have so much right. fun. I, I don't know it. if, I don't know if you find it as well, but whenever I post a photo of me angle grinding, I will get one or two guys um, posting on the photo being like, oh, make sure you wear safety specs or you should be wearing gloves with that or are you wearing correct safety footwear? Yeah, I'm just like, stupid. You, you think I don't know this? yeah a girl yeah why yeah exactly and they're just like that's how uh, uh, the one i always get is oh that's not how it should be used and it's like fuck you bitch this is how (laughs) i want to use it there's no fucking guy to say you can't use it for angle grinding on your crotch like fuck that we'll use it for whatever we use it for for circus and it's it's entertainment entertainment so yeah yeah. if you're (laughs) ever wondering about angle grinding just make sure you're safe you wear safety goggles yep you wear uh correct footwear so you don't slip over Mm -hmm. i have actually injured myself seriously before oh yeah when i first started angle grinding i before um, pyrohex before (laughs) pyrohex well done (laughs) just want to say that fyi uh before pyrohex (laughs) yep so before pyrohex i was angle grinding on stage and um i accidentally slipped from the plate over my vagina uh-huh. and ankle ground my leg open yeah and it honestly looks like another vagina it guys seriously like it's a crazy crazy scar that she has there it wasn't even like a tiny one i, I, I want to say it's like four inches scar. yeah definitely because it, i think definitely it's like four, what, four inches five, or something even. like that with probably a good centimeter thickness to yeah. the actual scar the other way it's so thick yeah. like oh god it was god, fucking it's really scary i've caught myself a little bit i was headbanging and realized you shouldn't headbang with an angle grinder <laughs> and i learned that very quickly but i skimmed my skin it wasn't even like a lot but it was like the tiniest little bit and it's just it looks like pigmentation in that area it doesn't look bad but becca's one is mine's like keloided oh god like it's... lumped Ooh. oh god you could have killed yourself girl that's where your main artery is i know you're very was, lucky i was very lucky at the time but you learned now not to be a dick with I it i do i do <laughs> i went over this in my last episode you know like there's no licensing or certificates no. for safety or schooling really even in this country you just gotta um, learn 
You just gotta learn. You gotta be safe, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn from your mistakes. Same with any fire stuff. Like, if you over dip something and burn your hands, you'll never do that again. You know, it's just you're only gonna learn that way. Is that when you do a little fuck up, you won't do it again. So true. Yeah. So true. We are, we are women that learn on the job. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not? We do try some crazy things. We do, and actually, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I should test this like before actually doing it and really all this, and then we're just like, nah, fuck it, let's just do it, <laughs> fuck it. I remember the first pyrotechnic I let off was during a show. It was oh like outside, remember? And I was like, I've never yeah. done this. I was like, Nunu, what do I do? And he was like, go outside, press the button, and just swing it as fast as you can. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I fucking did it. And it was Health so and good. safety. Oh, God, no, it was fine. Like, I had goggles on and everything, and we had a big wide span. It was only me. And he was like, just don't cross it over too much. So I just spun it around me and behind me, and it was completely fine. And the adrenaline I got from it, I was like, fuck yes. Like, it, is. So it, it is very empowering to be on stage ah. and just be holding fire. I feel like a, a fucking goddess when I come off stage. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I am the god of fire do you ever go on shitting yourself though because i always sit there like when i've got my head he- like headpiece on fire with fire on my hands and i look at myself going why the fuck do like, i do this i'm literally like, basically ah, on fire right now yeah but no and then i come off being like that's fucking why bitch that's fucking why <laughs> i don't really sh- no i don't shit myself so much anymore no. i think perhaps i've hurt myself so frequently that i'm kind of almost immune to it now or yeah. not even hurt myself frequently i've had a couple of accidents that's, that's one thing for me and even burlesque i'm still like i'm about to go on stage and i'm like oh i need a nervous pee that like the non-sexy side of just, performing guys. yeah I, we need a bucket backstage i swear just so we can have that little twinkle before going on stage <laughs> that is the, the sexiest truth. thing you've said all day savannah the truth thank you so yeah, much for sharing yeah, that with me no worries <laughs> let's move on from the performing in the um backstage pissing in a bucket mm-hmm. back into tattooing oh yeah so You've been performing for years. You perform solo. What made you want to get back into tattooing? Um, basically, I met Megan Massacre, um, and she told me her story. I was like, "Fuck yeah, that sounds very similar to mine." And she was like, "Just come to New York City. Um, I'll teach you some, you know, tattoo, like how to do some tattoos. I'll show you how I draw, how I prep, how the studio works, and we can see if your passion's still there." So. Um, yeah, I visited her in uh, New York City at Grit and Glory. Um, that's a shop. I think it's, oh God, it's down South Manhattan, I think it's technically called. Um, but it's like 186 Orchard Street or Avenue or something like that. But yeah, down South. And yeah, I, I went there. And as soon as I started being around the scene a bit more, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I fucking miss this. And as soon as I started tattooing grapefruits and stuff, because that's how you learn, actually, is like tattooing off grapefruits. I mean, some people went straight in and did it on skin, but I was like, no, you know, I'm a nervous person, so I'm going to do it on grapefruits. And yeah, I did that. And also the other thing is because she kind of like, you know, influenced me to be like, fuck what happened. I know it was a bad like experience and that, yeah, it was over 10 years ago. Times have changed. And I even saw that from just being a tattoo model that, yeah, it had completely changed. But um she definitely inspired me and you know definitely made me realize that i shouldn't stop being who i want to be because i always knew i was going to be you know a tattoo artist always knew i was going to be covered in tattoos so i thought fuck it um yeah and then i met my husband uh, who at the time was just my boyfriend well actually he wasn't even my boyfriend he was just some fun on the side my little bit of vanilla on the side and (laughs) yeah he was he was like oh you're gonna start tattooing and i was like yeah so he, you know, put out the tattoo machine for me, put another grapefruit out and was like, there you go, tattoo, I'll, I'll give you some tips as well. So then he's been like teaching me as well. And so it's been really cool to have two really amazing tattoo artists teach me in this industry. So it's That's really awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So obviously you got into it when you were young, you came out and you got back in and you're quite fortunate to meet one of the most amazing 
tattoo artists, of course, Megan Mesker. Definitely, yeah. Any advice to somebody who doesn't have um, a person like that in their friendship base? Oh, what to learn to tattoo? Yeah. Oh God, um, I will say it's who you know, not what you know. I'm not gonna lie about that, it really is. Um, I mean, definitely if you go to art school, that's gonna really help you. Just doing art every single day. So I was speaking to someone who who is a tattoo apprentice and I said they should do that 100 days of art. So every day they're drawing for like 100 days and they, they'll look at day one to day 100 and it'll make a huge difference with their portfolio. But it's really hard nowadays to just have a portfolio, go into a shop and go, hey, I wanna be a tattoo artist. It's really who you know. And that's really it. I mean, it, it's hard. I'm not going to lie, it really is. I'm very lucky to be around some amazing people. And yeah, I have so many people that want to help me. So I'm very, very lucky on that, to be honest. You said before that it's not so much a male-dominated industry anymore. No, it's not. So what do you think has really like helped that? What's really helped make it more of a girl, badass industry? Just by having so many powerful women want to do it. Um, I mean, obviously, I was one that gave up because I was so young. I was 16 years old and I was like, oh, and I'm a very nervous person. Um, but definitely it was just by having so many determined women that wanted to like put their foot into the industry and be like, no, I want to do this. And they, and they fucking fought their little hearts out and look at it now. It's, it's so big. So I definitely think it's just by having really strong women. And it, it, I mean, we still get shit now. Like, fuck, I'll tell you one guy. Oh God. Oh my God. Sore subject with this. Uh. He was messaging me and he was saying shit about women in the industry and I was just like, what the fuck is with this guy? And he said to me, right, I'm going to see if I get this right. But he said, what women lack in art, they make up for their tits and ass. Uh. That was his fucking words. And I was like, what? And he right. went, I'm sure your husband agrees with me. And I like uh. instantly reply back being like, nope. I know. I was like, actually, and this, he said this to me, the Morrison. He was just like, actually, I think some of the best tattoo artists in the world are women. So even he was just like, what the fuck is this guy on about? And I just basically said to the guy, you know, that I wasn't enjoying the conversation and told him good night. You know, I'm not going to be a rude person and like fucking have a go at him and be like all this. Um, but I yeah. was definitely like, good night. I'm not into this conversation. See you later. But who oh, did it piss me off? I was for the rest of the night. My husband had to take my phone off me so I wouldn't like tweet about it and say all this <laughs> shit because I was just like, wow, dude. I was like, that actually, you know, got to the core of me. Like that is some serious fucking shit That's to be like said that. and he said that online he said that online to me on instagram yeah and i've even had one other guy like have a go at me by because i haven't bagged my machine and that is completely a preference it is not unnecessary with tattooing some people even think it's actually more contaminating because you're putting a bag over it where you know i don't know some people just say it's more contaminating Maybe you're locking where, in the bacteria. yeah and it's just kind of like and then you get like if you're putting your machine down on the person's skin of course you shouldn't do that you have to be really careful with the actual metal part but if you're careful and don't actually touch the machine with the skin then you should be okay you know and just be careful where you put it down and this guy like was having a go at me sending his certificate of him like his health and safety and all this and i was like go fuck yourself dude and i even said to him some of the best artists you know don't bag their machines and then he went off at me for naming some tattoo artists who are well known but saying that then i was one of those people that you know preached about famous people but i was just trying to put over a cross being like well they've been tattooing for like 15 years 20 years and they don't bag their machines and obviously it's okay it should be okay, yeah. you know? So I even had that debate and he ended up blocking me because he just wouldn't take it. And I was like, man, you're such a pussy for fucking blocking me. I like, find that so interesting that he was the one that began yeah. by trying to explain to you something that, that he thought was wrong. wrong. And then when you tried to reason back, yep. he couldn't, he couldn't take that. it no no he couldn't take it and then when i started naming people he was like he was like, oh i know what kind of person you are naming and shaming and blah, 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 like this and i'm like 
yeah but he, he like i didn't even heard of him i hadn't even heard of his work so we, yeah. he was definitely obviously one of those people that was struggling probably with his art you know wasn't really doing much and you know just was unhappy with his life so then he thought he would just be a keyboard warrior and just say shit shit and you'd just be a troll and that's most of the people that do that kind of shit is because they're unhappy with something and most of the time it's not about the subject there it's just something about happening to them you know yeah. and it's do you just find you get a lot of like abuse online for the tattoos um yeah i do i've had a lot of people expect me to basically produce some like picasso work like straight away and i'm like yo dude i've only been tattooing like i remember once this guy said how shit my work is and i'd only been uh, tattooing rude. three months by that time and i was like dude like i'm still learning like some of the best tattoo artists like you know they didn't they didn't start off like like that good at day one right. it takes time i mean i've seen some i've seen some people's work where they've been tattooing like 20 years and then they show me a tattoo in the first year and i'm like holy shit really you did that in the first year and then to see their work now it gives me hope and i actually love that because it reminds me not to be so harsh on myself because i really am i'm so harsh on myself but it's so easy though i've nearly given up actually no, i nearly gave up once Savannah. yeah i actually had a girl do crossfit training um straight after i tattooed her and the whole thing blew out wow. because she swelled up so bad and she messaged me and she actually lied to me she said she said that she went walk uh, not walking sorry running and then I was like, that's really weird that it did that. Like, I was not that heavy handed. Like, this is crazy. And she was like, oh, well, it swelled so bad. My ankle went like triple the size. And I was like, that's really wow. fucked up. Like, I just did a tiny, tiny little tattoo on her ankle. And yeah, and then she, like when I did my second tattoo on her, she actually admitted she actually did CrossFit training, which for those that don't know what CrossFit is, it's extreme, Intense. extreme. Yeah. And if you don't like work out regularly, then I mean, if she had been someone that's been doing it for a while, then it might have been OK. But she, it was like her first time doing CrossFit and she just oh, got wow. a fresh tattoo on her ankle and the whole thing blew out and oh, it was shit. not happy. Uh, but I actually blamed myself for that. And I actually nearly gave up and it was the people around me in the tattoo industry that were like, don't give up. This happens. Like, you know, not everything is going to come out perfect. You know, it's the most unforgiving art forms out there. So of don't course. be harsh on yourself. That's so. really nice that the people around you supported you. Definitely. Is yeah. that more seasoned artists and stuff? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, but both actually men and women saying to me to like That's keep awesome. it going. So it's really cool to have such strong people around me. You know, so I really, really do appreciate and love that, really. Yeah. Is that in the USA? So you've got a really nice network in the USA now. Definitely. And I'm actually still uh, trying to get to know people uh, around the world as well in the tattoo industry. Like, I've just started guest spotting here in London at Yay. a place called London Tattoo. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be tattooing them more. I love the people in there. We all take the piss out of each other. So it's like a real street shop, you know, we're in Columbus, Ohio, it's a uh, private shop. And I love that because I can go in, do my work in peace and leave. But then sometimes I'm like, God, I miss that, that old banter. Because I have that banter with my husband every day anyway, but <laughs> I want to take the piss out of more than one person. <laughs> so definitely like being in that shop at London Tattoo, I love it. They're, they're good people. I have so much fun there. And um, even one of my machines actually broke on me the other day. What? Yeah, the, the whole fucking spring broke in half. And uh, one wow. of the guys there has only been tattooing three fucking years. And he, fi he fixed my machine just like that. Oh my God, what a You babe. know, like straight away. And I was just like, um, other people were trying to fix it and you just fixed it like instantly and you've only been tattooing three years. Whereas now I previously had somebody what, like who had been tattooing like 10 years. Look at it. And they didn't, they, they were like, oh, well, I've changed this. I changed that. And there's just still the sound. I was like, it does, like it, it was still punchy, but it wasn't my machine anymore. Like the sound was still not there. Aww. And then this guy that's only been tattooing three years, you know, worked on my machine, gave it back to me and boom, straight away, as soon as I put it in, I was like, that's my machine. 
that's that that sounds just like it and it's still it doesn't punch as hard as it used to um i can now only use up to a seven liner but i just bought a new machine which he actually recommended for me he gave me actually some of his machines while i was waiting to buy a new one which was very lovely of him yeah like machines are like your baby so that was very very nice of him to do that and the fact he didn't know me that was awesome and yeah i bought the same machine and so i'm ready to go and i've got uh, I think I've got four in total now. So I feel pretty good now. It's like a good little collection coming That's along. Awesome. Yeah. So what are you doing like convention-wise right now? What are your hopes and dreams? Would you ever hope to tattoo a London Tattoo Convention? Oh my Yeah. Yes. Like London Tattoo Convention is one of the biggest conventions so in good. the world. Like it's the best. To tattoo at that show is the biggest honor I think in parties. this. Oh, great parties. But <laughs> I definitely think tattooing at the show is one of the biggest honors you can actually be asked cuz um I know their waiting list is like hundreds of people. You can't just get a booth there. They have to go through your portfolio and they have to approve really? you. It's wow. that bad like yeah, it's that bad to get in. So it's just like if you get asked to be there, oh god, you take that with flying colors. Um but the only thing that I've actually thought is if I ever tattoo there, it means I wouldn't be able to actually do the Pyrohexia show and to do the signing like that downstairs. So it's definitely one of the things that I'm like, even though I would want to do that, I think I prefer, because tattooing at shows, I did my first one this year and it was stressful as fuck. I think I would still just want to keep performing and just keep doing the signings and meeting yeah. everyone. I love it. I love London Tattoo Convention. I love London I Tattoo Convention. I had such Convention. a great time this year. Oh God, Obviously, so I was good. promoting this podcast and the amount of people, you know, that came up to me and talked to me about um, the videos I've been posting online because I've I've been posting videos in the run up to launching my podcast um, about mental health, about just general life, feminism issues, um, just about my life in general. And I had so many fucking awesome people come up to me at my booth, and isn't it's just so fucking inspiring, isn't it? Having all the people yeah. come up to you and tell them that like you're their idol or something. Yeah, it's it's kind of like so overwhelming I like sometimes even sit there being like dude I shit eat and breathe every day I'm just like everyone else I'm, I'm normal right. but then it's like then those people have been like oh my god I've been following you for five six years I have every single calendar or I have every single p- print you've ever put out and you're like really have I impacted your life that much and it's so amazing because this is why we do this because we want to inspire you guys like guys or girls like we want to you know yeah. like yeah we just want to inspire and the fact that then we have these people that respond back to us being like yeah you know all this it's just so amazing to have such a amazing like you know supporters out there and it's it's definitely why we do this you know 100 percent why we do this 100 percent. it's honestly the nicest feeling when you get somebody come up especially a girl or as somebody that's trying to break into the industry as well yeah and they take you as inspiration it's it's wow it's amazing yeah yeah i mean honestly i don't <laughs> i don't mind anything i've even had girls come up to me and they've got the same colored hair and they've like dyed the hair that's just so, like me and that and i love it's, it it's a compliment though. i we love it. it the only thing i'm like precious about don't fucking steal my tattoos all right <laughs> that's a tattoo thing though right <laughs> it is a tattoo thing it's a piece of art it's like painting the picasso over yeah what, i'm yeah. the only thing with that. that with me is then if you steal it piece by piece i mean take from my tattoos make it your own but i've had like some people you know copy my tattoo straight like that's there was sick. a girl and like like two months ago that actually like her boyfriend actually tattooed my hand of the wise tattoo same place same everything yeah yeah that was on somebody else yeah my husband actually said to him went why did you do that and he went oh but she wanted it and he was like yeah but you have to understand actually that was a custom piece yeah Yeah, scott move actually tattooed that on me and scott actually we we got it in the book and obviously the hand of the wise hand of the wise is definitely a thing that has all these different components and it even had a picture in the book um of what it kind of looks like and we took from it and you know made it our own and uh, it was definitely something of uh, you know it was custom it was custom by that and then the fact that this guy tattooed on this girl just straight for peace it was like look can you just change a little bit of it can you just done something 
you know but i mean hey i'm if I didn't want people to copy my tattoos, I shouldn't fucking put them online. <laughs> so there's that as well. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite yeah. with that, you know? So, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm really, I'm like really funny with my tattoos because I'm like, God, I put so much time into well. it. You've, you've made a career out of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It yeah. sucks. But I mean, it is flattering in a way, I guess, right? It's more though, actually, if it's a fan that's copied a tattoo who isn't a model, I'm a little bit more okay with that. It's only if you're a model in the industry that that that, that does bother me because I, then it's like, yeah, I'm going to see that everywhere. And how are you trying to be an individual if you're trying to be me in this industry? It doesn't work like that. No. Be your own person. But if you're a fan of my work, then hell yeah. You know, fucking be me if you want to be. But don't try to be a model in this industry and be me at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be original, right? Yeah, totally be original. Who did you take inspiration from when you first started modeling? Me? Oh my God. Yeah. Where do I even start? Nina Kate? Definitely. Yeah. Such a babe. Looks incredible. Okay. Love her. Um, Mosh for her business sense. Oh, um, I definitely. Mosh. Yeah, she actually, she's still around. She's yeah. in uh, California. Wow, and uh, she actually was the one that got me to be a businesswoman. Like, the well, the businesswoman I am today. Um, I did a photo shoot and uh, I had to get a bus home in LA. And buses in LA are quite dangerous. Scary. So you have to be like, you have to be so careful. Yeah. So she offered to give me a lift Aww. and um, she gave me a lift back. And then I told her I was going to a tattoo show the next day and she was actually doing burlesque there. So she offered to give me a ride. And I was like, wow, this model I've really looked up to is like being that nice to me. She doesn't even know me. That's so cool. And the whole way to in Canaan, like she was just telling me about business and I was asking her questions be like, oh, how do you tell somebody that, you know, you should be paid more? How do you tell somebody that, you know, you, you are worth this? And she was just like, go, you fucking just tell them. And she was like, you be your own manager. Put aside the fact that you're, you know, so, so for me, put aside that I'm Savannah Fox. I'm Savannah Bramwell. Well, Savannah Morrison at the end of this month. Hey. Wow, but Savannah, Savannah Morrison. And you need to fucking stand your ground and be like, so for, for Savannah Fox, I want this, this, and this, and I'm not going to take anything else. So kind of make yourself your own manager. Don't yes, don't no. be that, you know, just don't be scared. And so she was the one that really pushed me, and I went, right, I'm not going to take fucking shit. So, oh, yeah, yeah that's, she, she was a big inspiration for that. But definitely Nina Kate was a huge inspiration for tattoos and being different, and Mosh definitely for her dance, her flexibility, and her business sense. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, that was really cool. What a fucking babe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. Too many babes in this industry I now. Know, I can't really deal are. with it. I'm like, Whoa. I'm really looking forward to seeing the next generation of girls come up. I like, know. We, we have a, a lovely fire group who shadow us um, with some <laughs> of our shows now. I love and it. They are definitely up and coming as the next big group. They are. It's so nice. And it's so funny because when I look at pictures of them now, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of Pyrohex four know. years ago. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's so cute. It's like baby Pyrohex. And I love that. Oh, I, I love, love that. You know, and I actually, I actually helped. Like, there was a girl at London uh, Tattoo Convention that was asking me about burlesque tips, and even showed me a picture, uh, not a picture, sorry, a video of her show. And I gave her tips of how she can, like, you know, make her show a little bit more wham bam and kind of just add that little spice on the edge. You know, great choreography, great idea that she had. But I was like, you just need that that tiny bit of spice, and that took me a year of doing performing before I even found that. Of like course. honestly it took time and I had to learn that very slowly because I didn't have too many people around me to teach me that like we all have we're all busy we, we we can't always help each other all the time and it's just sometimes you need that one-on-one -on -one with someone to really push you to give you those little you know like like you know to have someone critique your show um so definitely it was really cool to give her that and you know like hell yeah she's the new new um generation of burlesque and performers and i was like i want to help that i don't want to find that a threat absolutely you know it's, Fuck. it's if we obviously love our industry so much we've cared for it so much and the only way to like sustain it i feel is to like nourish the next kind of generation yes definitely definitely we've got to bring them up we've got to make them into fucking awesome people and also safe because i don't want to make people 
to people make the same mistake as me and like injure myself. Oh God. And we <laughs> want to talk about like unsafe modeling jobs because I have one really okay. fucking good go one. Go on, go. Sorry, right. go. Good. All right, what happened? <laughs> I went to LA. Oh, uh, this is one of the first uh, couple of times that I went there. Okay. Um, this photographer messaged me. It was on Model Mayhem. I don't even know if that's still going on right I now. I don't know but either. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Model Mayhem and he was doing this like card, like card kind of sort of thing and putting these girls on it. And he asked me to be the ace of hearts. So I was like, okay, cool. Had a really cool outfit that had little hearts all over it. So he was like, I'll come pick you up. I'll, I'll take you to the studio. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. It will save me some money on travel. And he was going to pay me a hundred bucks for one hour. So he came and picked me up and he was so flirty from day one. Like Ugh. day one. He was even flirty in his emails. And I even got a really bad feeling. And I even remember telling my friend going, I don't think I should do this. But then I sat there and went, but I need the money. Girls, guys, if you don't feel comfortable with anything, do not do it and Get always out. trust your gut because I didn't. I let the guy pick me up. I went to said studio, which ended up being his fucking bedroom. No. So I turned up, walked in. I went, oh. And he was like, yeah, we just shoot here. It's fine and all this. And I'm like, okay. And actually there's been some like photographers I've worked with in like in the last year that do 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 have a studio in their bedroom, but it, it was like a professional setup still. But this one was definitely like not even professional, not even anything. It was like, yo, red flags fucking going up. And so we did the shoot and throughout the whole time he was being really rude. Um, oh, and then I forgot one bit. He even wanted me to get changed in front of him. He, Ew. yeah. And I said to him, I was like, where do I get changed? And he goes, oh, you can get changed right there. And Not I was like, no, I was just like, do you have a bathroom? And he was like, well, he goes, are all British girls like this up tight? He goes, I've never had a girl have a problem. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? So he just turned around and actually ended up getting changed behind him. But obviously, like, he was looking the other way. So I just was like, okay, fine. And this was before the mosh talk. So I definitely learned not to fuck, fuck up like this again. But yeah, so I got changed. We did the shoot. And the whole time he was like, no, I can't use this. No, no, this is bad. No. So the hour finished. And what an asshole. Yeah, I was just really, like, beat down. I was like, this kind of sucks. I have a really bad feeling about this. And when I asked him about the $100, he said he lost his wallet. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, did that. So he said he lost his wallet. And... I was like, okay, well, can you PayPal it to me? And he was like, yeah, I can PayPal it to you. And I knew he wasn't going to give me the money, but I was like, all oh, right, Savannah. I just needed to get home. So I just said to him, I said, can you drop me home now? Yeah. So uh, we oh. we got in the car and on the whole way back, he was like touching my leg, Ugh. like trying to pull me closer to him. Literally, he went like that. Yeah, it got that far. And I just Christ. went, leave me alone. Yeah. I was like, let me out the car now. And he was like, no, I'll drop you back. And I was just like, okay, but stop touching me. And it got really bad. And then when we got back to the house, I literally got out the door, closed it, walked up to my friend's bedroom and started crying. And I was just like, oh, dude, you, I shouldn't babe. have gone. And I knew, I knew. And I had that bad feeling. And he was even like in his emails being so unprofessional. And I definitely knew there was a red flag before. I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust anything. I just went, I did the shoot. And it was one of the worst things I ever did. And he actually had ended up using the photos. Um, and um, when I complained to Model Mayhem and told them the experience, they said they had actually deleted that guy a good four or five times and that he had been doing this to other women. Oh, and no. other women were saying that he was like trying to have a pass on them, was trying to like, you know, like using them, wouldn't wouldn't pay them and all this. So Ugh. they kept trying to shut him down. And right. um, his name was like Rob Photography. It wasn't even anything that creative, um, but it was someone in LA and I don't think he's doing it anymore. It was, oh my God, let me think. It was probably a good six, seven six, seven years ago. Um, but it was definitely something that I learned very quickly. Always trust my judgment. Always 
get the address of the studio you're going to, get all the information, really double check on who the photographer is, have a look at the models they're working with. If it's an amateur photographer, um, definitely let somebody know or take somebody with you. I know photographers can be funny with boyfriends because that can be intimidating, but definitely take a girlfriend with you or, you know, just someone and, you know, just, just be safe and really just trust your gut. And if somebody's messaging you a little bit inappropriate, just cut that right there and then don't think about the money i fucking thought about the money and it was one of the worst experiences i've ever been in yeah that was that but that's i think i've had a few people try to do the whole uh, oh i forgot my money thing and i've actually made them go to a cash point and actually followed them and that definitely but um i've not had such a fuck up like that that was definitely something that kicked me but it was at the start of my career and i definitely realized really early on you have to be so fucking careful and i was in a different country not even my home country. What the scary. fuck was I thinking? I was an idiot, guys. Well, seriously. That was scary. I know. I'm it was so glad you're a lot wiser than that. Oh, now. so much wiser. But you've got to learn from your mistakes. Them. You do. Just like fire. <laughs> Speaking of mistakes, we're running out of time, but I just want no. to talk about one of my favorite stories about Savannah. Oh, God. Um, I think it was around her birthday. We went, oh, we Jesus Christ. Oh, God. No, you're going to show everyone <laughs> the photo, the aren't you? This is the one time that I've had to look after Savannah. She's yep. usually the one looking after me. Yep. And we went out to visit to the box. No, it was to um, just the crowbar. We went out to crowbar. Two pound fifty whiskey. Really dingy bar in London, like a dive bar. It's the best. Two pound fifty whiskeys, and um, we were hanging out. And Savannah decided she wanted to go home, so she decided to leave the bar to head on her way home. Hammered out of my face. Hammered by out the way. of her face. Hammered. I don't understand. I I feel awful for letting her go. I should not have let her leave that bar. Good God. And <laughs> she decided she turned up again ten minutes later yeah. and decided that I was the one that was too drunk. Yeah, and I needed to go home. It's because it hit me. I literally got to the bus <laughs> and I remember the bus pulled in front of me and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out on this bus. No. I, I need to go back. And I went back and I went up to Becca and I went, you, you are drunk. And she was like, <laughs> excuse me, what? And I was like, you need to go home and I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to take you home and make sure you get home okay. So I put all the blame on her. <laughs> I did not want to admit that I was fucked out of my face. And then, so yeah, we made our way me. home. This was in the days before Uber was the thing, right? Oh yeah, Uber days was before nothing. Uber. So but... we got the, the bus home to our house and Savannah was- I, I don't remember her, any of this. I tucked her up in bed. <laughs> I got her some water and- But and before you did like, that. Oh my God, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> And we just bought some nice shoes, some oh, shoes yeah, we that had, day. Yeah, we had shoes buddies. In a bright day. yellow shoe box. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, oh, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. And so the only thing I can hand to her was this bright yellow shoe box. So she threw up in it, oh, God, passed yeah. out kind of with her face in it. <laughs> and really as a good friend always would, took, I took a selfie with her passed out unconscious body face down in her own vomit. Yeah, in the shoe box. It was the best photo ever, actually. <laughs> that, that's true friendship right there, for real. Uh, and the next day I remember being like, why is the shoe box on the bed? And I opened it being like, oh God. And I was like, no, no, no. Fuck. So gross. Oh, you looked after me well. I Thank do. You. you look after me too, Savannah. Yeah, I And do. I love you so fucking much. I love you too, babe. Thank you so much for being the first guest on my podcast. Yay. I know it's a nerve-wracking thing too. I'm nervous too. It's fun. Because I've never really done this before. Ah, you're doing great, babe. But Don't worry. I think we had a great episode. Yeah. And I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. Yes, definitely. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. This is a, uh, yeah, so this is Conversation episode two with Savannah Fox. Um, I'm going to do some shameless plugs for myself now, just to round it all up. If you want to find me on the interwebs, you can find me at Cats and Crows. That is K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Um, you can find me on Patreon if you want to see me naked, because that is first and foremost my job, I yeah. guess. Um, at patreon.com forward slash Rebecca Crow UK. Savannah, any plugs for yourself? Uh, Savannah Fox um, on Instagram, Facebook and everything. It's spelled C-E-R-V-E-N-A-F-O-X. And that's on everything. 
literally on everything. Her, everything. She has got her branding down to a fucking T. Yeah. She's a legend. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for me and one of my best friends having an absolute waffle. And, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful two weeks. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.